0: This is Shara Humphreys, and here we are, Photos with Sharita, podcast number three. Shara and Rita are here today, and we are going to help you get your digital photo life in order. Right, Rita? That is correct. All right, so step three. We've already shared in podcast one and two, gather and then create a photo hub. Gather was step one, and then create a photo hub. And we're going to move into step three, which is back up. Back up, back up, back up your photos. So thanks for joining us today, and we're going to dive right in to give you some really easy tips on how to do this and uh, how to get those photos off your devices too. So Rita, today we're talking about back up your photos. That's step three in this getting your digital photo life in order. And I think there's some confusion in backup and sync, and I don't want to go down a boring technical track here because we really just want to show people the average consumer, you know, that takes photos. They're not a professional photographer, but they they don't even know how to get the photos off their devices. And when we said to create a photo hub, how do you get those device photos? Because we said gather all the old media because we're talking about digital photos here, not print. But where do you start with how you do that and backing up and and all of that it just it feels overwhelming i know because i talk to people about this all the time and i know you do too so in terms of frustration and pain points let's just let's start with this crazy idea that we started with in podcast number one and then we said again in two and i'm going to say it again in three and that is make an appointment with yourself. You've got to make another appointment. This is three appointments with yourself, but your photos are that important for you to get a backup system set up and we're gonna give you some tips on how to do that. And. One of the things that this is just kind of a bonus that we start with with everyone. When we say learn from the pros, we are both photo organizers. And this is what we do with our real clients. The very first thing we do is ask them if they have a computer backup system, not just a photo backup system. Do they uh, backup their computer regularly? And we're Maybe a little bit shocked, um, surprised that a lot of people don't do that. And we, you know, that horrible feeling if your computer were to crash, which they do, uh, it's just sickening. And it's kind of like all the other things about print photos, the disaster and flood. And boy, you know, they're sick that they are losing their photos, not, not their couch. So we want you to back up. So make an appointment to back up, and Rita and I both use the same service because we love it, and there'll be a link to it in our show notes. But Rita, tell them a little bit about Backblaze and why you love Backblaze, and so do I.
1: Well, Backblaze is a great service because it runs in the background, which means it is a paid-for service. But when I said it runs in the background, it means once you've gone to their website and signed up, it it's like $5 a month. You download a little program and then it just starts backing up the whole contents of your computer, what what the current contents are. And that some kind sometimes can take anywhere between, you know, twenty four hours and maybe maybe to three weeks. That's completely dependent upon the amount of data you have. But it will back up everything, your files, along with your photos. And so the reason we love it is because it's simple. Runs in the background, and as long as you're paying for it, if your computer happens to crash on you, or say you go out for groceries and you come back and, you know, God forbid, there's a, a burglary or a fire or something, your photos are your most prized possession. I think everybody would agree with that, especially since you're listening to the podcast. And you have the peace of mind to know, at the minimum, your photos are safe and maybe, all, and everything else on your computer, which is a probably a lot of private, you know, and personal stuff. That's all safe. You can contact the company and get it back. So for me and for my clients, it is, it is peace of mind knowing that if you were to boot your computer and you see that sort of that dreaded blue screen, at least you do on a, a PC and you, you can't boot it. That's no fun, but at least you know that your um, all of your data, along with your photos, is safe. So that's my big sort of peace of mind as to why I use that, that as to why I use that place.
0: So same reasons. Just I could just say ditto, but I can never just say ditto. I have to say something else. Uh, one of the criteria for me is you know companies' longevity when they started, and so they've been in business since 2007. So that's good. You know to me that they're a stable company and it is cloud-based storage and they have servers and and you know you can learn all about backups and data backups but that's not why we're here today we want to talk about photo backup but we just start with that little bonus with our clients and and we think you should too and that's create a backup system for your whole computer. And when you say data, that means your documents and, and you know, anything on your computer except applications. It does a backup applications. So look at Backblaze, try that out. If you're using another service, then that's great. Uh, we just want you to have a backup of your computer. But let's get into the nitty gritty of photo backup, how you back up your photos and how you get them off of your devices, because that, I think, is really the number one question people have. They're, they're like, I don't know how to get my photos off my phone. And and really, your the camera you use is the one that you have with you. And now in this day and age, everyone has their smartphone with them. And the cameras are pretty phenomenal on both Android platform and Uh, Apple iPhone. And how fun is this? I'm iPhone and Rita is Android. So we didn't plan that. It's not like she has to keep buying Android. I've told her she might like an iPhone, but uh, she doesn't try to convince me to buy Android either. It's just how it happens. She's Windows and I'm Mac and it works out great in our business partnership. And so Rita, will you walk our listeners through how you get your photos off your Android phone? Like what's your system right now? Because again, in the number one question category, people say, how do you get your phone, phone photos you know, on your computer if you want to look at them bigger and do some things with them? And then they, they say, what do you use? That's what they say to me. Cheryl, what do you use? And I'll go through mine, but you go through yours first. What do you use with your Android?
1: Sure. So I have Dropbox. Oh. I have the Dropbox app on my phone, and the beauty of that is that whenever I take a phone, uh, whenever I take a phone photo, a photo with my phone, oh God, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> it. we know what you meant. Um, it will automatically sync back up to my computer, and I will clarify sort of what I said there. So, when you have the Dropbox app on your phone, there's some settings. And I have my settings so that when I'm in Wi-Fi range versus data, so I've selected Wi-Fi only, and when my battery is at a charging of 3% or more, the photo I take will automatically save to my computer. And Dropbox has uh, a folder called Camera Uploads, so you'll always know where the photos that you took with your camera are going into Dropbox. So that is sort of a beautiful um reliable system. There is a few downsides. I think the biggest one is that it's backing up every single photo and that's how I've chose to set it up. So if I'm taking a screenshot of um something at a store or a recipe, all those are going into my um photo folder, the camera upload. So I will need to go and clean that up later, which I do. But just from a ease, having everything back up for me um, automatically is beautiful. And then I also use Google Photos as a separate um, backup. Once again it's an app on the phone and it just automatically is is really creating a duplicate, but that's because as the pros would um you know teach you one backup is never enough. We like to have two, three, four backups of our photos. Um, So that is how my system is currently set up.
0: So I love that. And it's all the complications of all these apps and things that people don't necessarily know how to use. We've got a link on our show notes about more of the settings and things like this. And the other thing I want to say, because it gets so confusing, is confusing. We're having um, speech problems today. <laughs>
1: With problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. Think. Okay. Is that sync and backup aren't the same thing? But we don't want to go down that road again because you're just going to click off and, you know, turn on your radio and not listen to our podcast because it's boring, I swear. But if you're really kind of a, a, you know, a technical person who wants to learn all the ins and outs of what the differences are, then you should go read that. And if you're kind of a tech phobe and you're like, Dropbox and Wi-Fi and data and like you said, those things, I'm on Wi-Fi and 30% battery and I'm glazing over. You're talking about your cellular plan. You're talking about being connected on your phone to a Wi-Fi network, which is usually at home. I don't want to do any of these things when I'm out necessarily, but you can. Uh And then the data plan, which is different, you know, and right now, who knows how that's going to change in the coming years with our cell phone packages. They seem to change every month practically. But anyway, that's that's that stuff. So you could get really into that or you could just use what we use. I mean, it's as simple as that. Dropbox is a company that's been around since 2007. You may use it in your professional life. It shuttles files back and forth. But the great news is they have a camera upload folder and it does a beautiful job of kind of taking those photos off of our phone and putting them in the camera uploads, and then you can, as Rita said, you could go and organize them later. We're not talking about organizing your photos as much as we're just getting your digital photo life in order, meaning just that peace of mind from one to three, those steps, gather, create a photo hub, and back up. Just getting these things started, oh, my gosh. The re- it just Every time I do it with a the client, they're like, I feel so much better. And that's what we want you to feel better that appointment that you've got this started and then there's a lot of different things you can do once you get this photo hub started and you've got your backups and you're moving your device photos so with all that said
1: I do the same thing I okay wait though wait I forgot I forgot one thing the one other reason we love Dropbox and I'll let you tell them how your system is set up is that when you look at the file actually when you look at the photo that's been uploaded, you will notice that the file name is the date that you took the photo. And that is, you're going to find that to be um, a very lovely thing when maybe one, two, three, four years pass, and you're trying to figure out how old was someone in this photo or what date did you travel to this location, and for the photos taken on your phone and backed up using Dropbox the name is like 217, 2017-08-27 or 20, you know, whatever date you right. took it. So I find that to be a real win for that application. Uh,
0: I am so glad you said that because I think that is just mm-hmm. the best thing about Dropbox. <laughs> it is yeah. in photos, how it works with it. Now it isn't where you view your photos. It's just where you back them up and then you're going to do some things with that camera upload folder later. But that, file name that it creates from the capture date of the photo or video is absolute bliss for me. Uh I just love it. And it makes everything else going forward when I start to organize more um, by months and events. Oh, it's, uh, it's happy time, so yes, thank you. So I do the same thing. The only difference with Dropbox and Rita and myself is she does the auto sync on her phone with the app. And I do have the app on my iPhone, but I am very old school and I like to do things manually. So those cords we told you to gather with all your old devices in the gathering, you know, step one. I always have a cord. I have it sitting here right at my desk as we're speaking, and I did it this morning. I plug in my phone with the cord, and I actually then Dropbox automatically pops up, and I just have to unlock my phone, and then it moves all of my phone photos since the last time I plugged it in, into the camera uploads. And then I can go there whenever I want to get them out, move them into a different place, which I do, but again, I want cart before horse. I want you to just find a system that feels good and you'll be consistent with. And I love Dropbox for that. And it is a paid model. They have a a free amount of storage. So you could use the free and then move them every time you do it. But it is totally worth it to pay for me me, annually. I just pay annually because I want everything there in Dropbox Beside the fact that I use it for document shuttling and I share things in business and with my kids. My kids use Dropbox, too. So I love Dropbox, and then in my paranoid land of I want my photos in several places, <laughs> the other thing I use is iMemories. And it is a US-based company, and they've been in business since 2006. They did, a, they still do, I think, probably mostly commercial transfers with like Costco and maybe Walgreens, and they do a bunch of stuff with them. But they have a consumer product, and the reason I love them is it's just a second cloud storage. My house burns down. My photos are in Dropbox and iMemories, and they're in the cloud, which is off-site storage, meaning not at my house. Dropbox can be on my computer, but iMemories is strict cloud. And I have unlimited photo and video storage for a really affordable monthly charge and they've been in business for a long time so I love them they'll be in the show notes and I have an app on my phone and that's what I did this morning I knew that I had a great video from my kids this weekend it was really funny of my daughter and she was singing and I wish we could play that and no she wouldn't appreciate that okay uh my twins, one of them videoed the other one without them knowing it, and then she sent it to me. This is our family fun. So she sent me that video, and, of course, I don't want to lose that video, so it was in my, fresh in my mind. So I just clicked on the iMemories. My phone's plugged in uh, to a USB port, and then I click um, the queue, and it tells me there's 40 photos since the last time I synced with iMemories, and they start uploading, and I can see it happening. I'm visual, so I love that about iMemories. And it just works for me. And then I actually do because I'm a photo organizer. I do use Google Photos. I use it for some clients, and then I have some of my own photos, the best of the best, in Google Photos uh, because I like it. And they have a free and paid model. And then don't forget, you have iPhone iCloud, which is something that seems to confuse everyone because they I, I'm not I don't want to do this. You know, it's you optimize your phone for your photos, and then iCloud has the full version, oh my gosh, it's just, no wonder people are so overwhelmed with their digital photo life. It all seems so complicated and confusing and it's stressful. And I know this, but this is what we do for a living. So we're trying to de-stress you and get your photos in a place that you can see them and enjoy them and know that you own them and they're in your control. And That's, so the cloud storage things come with a warning. Even Dropbox and iMemories, you know, our favorite places. You've got to read the terms of service and you also have to think that cloud storage, though any company could go out of business and if that's where your photos are and they go out of business or you forget to pay the monthly fee, those are the things you have to be aware of. And one other thing that people learn all the time is a lot of photo sites specific just to photos They compress the photos. They change the file name. They might strip metadata, and now you're really going, I need music in my car. But the photos are little, and you can't get them back out of the cloud. They kind of own your stuff. So you want to make sure you you do your research on that. We'll put some links in the show notes about it. But we want you to control your own photos, and that is your photo hub, that wonderful external hard drive that you bought for uh, your creating that photo hub, and we would encourage you to buy a second one, and now we're going to create um, a backup of the backup, is <laughs> what I like to say. So, Rita, really explain how you use the external hard drive and why we love that is on-site backup, and then you can have a second one off-site. But the yeah. cloud services are great and they work pretty well with the phones and the auto sync can sometimes have some glitches depending on your connection and all that. But why the external hard drive? Why are we such fans of that being your photo hub?
1: Well, I, I think we would all agree that it's simply a it's simple fact that you own it, right? There, it's in your hand, for example. We, you know, the external hard drive, it's quite small. It's portable and if a program that you were viewing your photos in or if your photos are on the cloud you do not have immediate access so having your photos on the external hard drive does a couple things for you it gives you immediate access it gives you the opportunity to literally pull out that external hard drive if it was plugged into the usb port, and you know move it to a different location and we like to have more than one because from a safety perspective and i think we can all kind of envision this if I have my photos backed up on an external hard drive, and then I make a copy, I can store one of those copies maybe at, you know, a spouse's workplace, at a, a good friend or neighbor's house, so that if something happened, because that's the difference with external hard drive is if it, my um, house happens to get compromised in some way, that can be taken away or ruined a second copy is at my neighbor's house or a second copy is at a workplace. It's just a safe deposit box. It's just our own peace of mind that we have a second backup. And the um, other thing, too, that we need to keep in mind, just like with technology in general, is that external drive, and I know I talked about this in, I think, uh, the second our second podcast, was that they absolutely have a life. And sometimes it's not a very long life, those external hard drives. So we want to be keeping like a rotating backup of our own photos. And um, that way, if one of those external hard drive crashes, we've got another one. So in my step, I have two that I rotate. I have my photos backed up to the cloud, but then I also have two external hard drives. And I just rotate them every, I don't know, every three months or so. I update what's on them. And then I switch, you know, the one is marked one date labeled, and I'm probably putting everyone to sleep by now, but <laughs> the bottom line, it's about safety and peace of mind. And most importantly, it's on site. So you own it. it's yours. You can take it and move from location to location and no one else, right. um, you don't have to feel like it's compromised by a third party service.
0: So, so I love everything you said and I didn't fall asleep, um, but I did, <laughs> I did jot some things down. And. So it's rotate the hard drives, the external hard drives, which now you can, instead of calling them an EHD, which we do, your photo hub, rotate your photo hubs, um, and you have two different complete backups if you rotate them, Uh and... I do the same thing. I'm not going to admit here on this podcast how many hard drives I personally own external, but let's just say I'm, I'm paranoid. And I'm a photo person. You know, I, I have a professional business. So I have a safe that is rated for um, media fire safe. Uh-huh. And it's just small, it's on a tabletop, but I, it fits a lot of hard drives in there. It's my client hard drives and my personal hard drives. So that's on site, external hard drive. And then off-site, I think that's a neat way to think of the cloud. The cloud is off-site. The cloud is not at your house, right? You can't, you can't right. go to the cloud and get your photos, except with the computer and it's that technical piece. But we like both. We're not gonna tell you one or the other. We think you should do both. And I could tell you that my computer crashed in April of this year. And you know, that's not a happy day. Mechanical failure, computers and hard drives, this equipment will fail. It's not when, I mean, it's not if, it's when. So it fails. I, I, I love all my techie stuff but stuff breaks so that's why you want to have more than one and uh, and then the the cloud storage things that we we sync to like iMemories and Dropbox or Google photos and, and even iCloud I am a mac user but I don't use iCloud I'm not a fan of they they have some forced things that they make us do and i i I'm a rebel and a questioner, if you read Gretchen Rubin stuff. I keep referring to that, but I crack up because I know that about myself and I just don't like to follow Apple's rules and they force me to do things I don't appreciate, even though I love my Mac computers. So one other thing I wanted to bring up about backing up and when we go and you auto-sync your Dropbox and I manually sync mine and you mentioned it, you you kind of bring in the mess. You bring in all those silly photos you take that you don't necessarily want, and then you have a big digital mess. And we're not denying that, okay? We're, we're t- we understand, but wouldn't you rather have a big mess, but you have all the copies of your photos and you can find the precious one versus you just didn't do it because you were going to organize it first before you backed up? I've had people think that. So we really are big proponents of organizing the mess. Um, and backing up the mess first. So Rita and I both, we kind of practice what we preach. We, we bring in our mess to the cloud, and then I can go into iMemories and I can delete things and, or Dropbox, either one, and, yes, you're thinking, which mess do you do? You can decide that. This is all personal choice uh, and picking you know, the apps that will work best for you that you will create consistent habits with. But I will mention one person who I've followed for years and I like. And, and Becky Higgins, I want to give her credit. She uses what she calls the daily delete method. And she is just, it's like a religion for her because her life is also photos. But she opens up her phone and every evening, I believe she says, she goes through and just deletes and keeps like the best photos. I am not that uh, habit driven with my photos and I don't want to decide right that moment or, you know, tonight the photos I took. I just don't. I, I'm true confessions. But if you want to do a daily delete before you do the sync, you can do that. Um, there are options. I love options.
1: Yeah. And I just want to add, if you decide to do the daily delete cause that's an awesome idea that Becky does is you want to make sure that you do not have on the, don't have the automatic sync turned on your phone. Or be really sad because you did all that work on your phone and you'll go look on your computer and all those photos that you deleted are synced to your computer already. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. Do, the manual, do the manual process that Shara had talked about earlier that she does.
0: Yeah, and then pick where you want to clean it up. And I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want iMemories to know, but I don't really clean that up. I do put that, I just I have one big folder in iMemories. You can name them. I think they're albums. But anyway, I just put iPhone uploads. I think I called it, you know, or mobile something. Uh-huh. So that all stuff into there it's kind of like the Dropbox thing. And then in my iMemories, it is so it's, it's a thing of beauty. I have all of videos we've converted in, a, you know, our kids growing up. And I have all of those organized. And I don't totally love their interface, but it for years, like five years at least, it has been the best place for me to uh, see my photos and videos in one place, Offsite, and then the app allows me to share. Like on my girl's birthday, and I said they're 26. I could send them a funny video that they're in the bathtub, or you know, playing basketball when they were five. They're all in my phone. Great
1: but yeah. they're not taking
0: up phone space because they're off-site. So that's why I love it. And I don't do that with Dropbox. I actually organize in Dropbox. But just some ideas for you, like we just gave you choices of Dropbox, iMemories, Google Photos, iCloud, and you're going, wait, just tell me which one to use. If I told you only one to use, I would say Dropbox. But iMemories comes in a close second <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, but I, you know, I, I could live without Google Photos and iCloud. But that's the off-site. On-site, hands down, is an external hard drive, the biggest one you can afford. Have two and rotate them and keep it up or assign it to your child or your spouse or hire someone. Oh, hire someone. Uh, But if if you're going to do it yourself, just rotate and, you know, keep notes, what you're rotating, and label those hard drives because you own and control those photos. If Apple goes out of business, if Google goes out of business, Dropbox, iMemories, smaller gasps. Will you have your photos? I will because they're on my photo hub, and I love that peace of mind. So I think that's it for backup. You've made huge strides. You should celebrate. We want to hear from you. Leave a note in the comments and look at the show notes because we've got great links for things that we love love, that we use ourselves. And then I want to also tell you that coming up in the future, we're going to talk to you about you know, photo albums and and how to enjoy your photos. We're going to talk all things photos on the podcast, but we wanted to get you started with these three important steps so that you feel like you're getting your digital photo life back in order. Thanks so much for listening to Photos with Sherita podcast, episode number three. Remember to check out the show notes page at ppostudio.com. We're so glad you joined us for this three-part series, and we hope we've helped you to feel less overwhelmed with your photos and you're making progress and celebrating each step that you've set an appointment with yourself and done the things that you need to do so that you'll have a better peace of mind with your photos. If you have any questions or comments, or you just want to brag a little bit about your accomplishments, we want to hear from you. Email us and let us know if you're ready to turn this into a business, helping other families with their photo collections just like we do. And remember, your photos and stories are your most precious legacy.